must not go back to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. That help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. It is not our abilities that show what we truly are. It is our choices. Hey everyone, welcome to Hogwarts, a podcast. Hey everyone, I'm your host Dan, and we're back again to discuss Chapter 12, The Polyjuice Potion. Elizabeth is back with me. Hello. This chapter starts right as Harry walked through the Gryffindor. Yeah, which is kind of rare. Usually it seems like those chapters just, you know, jump. This one is... Right into Dumbledore's office, yep. which is a fascinating office. I want to spend more time in there. We've seen Filch's office. We've seen Snape's office. Yeah. Um, this is Lockhart's, Lockhart's office. office. <laughs> um, but this one, uh, well, and it should be. It's the headmaster's right. office. It should be a little bit more extravagant. Which, I mean, he right away notices there's the portraits of the old headmasters and headmistresses who are all asleep. Which I guess if there's nothing else to do as a portrait, sleep is the thing to do. <laughs> Take a nap. And then, of course, there's the sorting hat. There's a million and a half books. And there's a phoenix in Dumbledore's office. Which Harry doesn't even know is a phoenix. No, he doesn't. Um, it seems like a failure of his education. Yes. <laughs> um, but when he sees a sorting hat, the thought jumps to his mind to put it back on again and see if he can get more insights as to why the hat chose to put him in Gryffindor or Slytherin right, or whatever. Make a mistake. And uh, the I love hat, how he's like being your bonnet potter. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the hat does not really give him the answer that he was looking for. No, he doesn't ease his his mindset at all. You would have done well in Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Um, would being emphasized you would have done well but yeah so that's kind of an interesting and then he just rips the hat off and is like I'm done with this because <laughs> right. that was a scary answer he doesn't want to hear that he could have succeeded in Slytherin he wants to be a pure Gryffindor but um, yeah it was just an interesting kind of moment to kind of put the hat back on and then having the hat immediately just a recognize harry and be like there's something on your mind let's have that talk i wonder when the last time he had a conversation with the studio was because when the sorting every was year. months ago like <laughs> yeah. does dumbledore ever ever put the sorting hat on just to chat or is it kind of just you know sits on the shelf and collects dust until the next year you know i don't i don't know if he ever puts on the hat to kind of just talk about hogwarts history because that would be really fascinating to learn more about the founders from the hat that belonged to a founder you know and, and knew them as much as a hat can know a person well yeah that's the other part of it is <laughs> i don't know exactly his um his range of information that he can really tell mm-hmm. um or if he's just specifically like in your head the entire time and just Based everything off that i don't know i don't know exactly how that magic works but yeah. um but they have a, a really interesting conversation that i honestly wish would have gone on further 
And we can kind of get to that a little bit in the spoiler because I do have a what-if question for you. And I have some spoilery type things, yeah. But Cool. So um, in the meantime, in Harry's downtime, <laughs> uh, going in between classes and such, Fred and George are kind of making this all into like... Uh, it's a joke. Yeah. It's a funny thing. Um, and I'm maybe probably the only one on this side of this, uh, but I will, I'll be that person. It's fine. <laughs> I think this might be the first time where Fred and George kind of missed the mark on their humor and aren't really as funny as they either think they are or they want to be. <laughs> I would agree with you if... Harry was taking offense to it. People are getting attacked. Mm -hmm. It is a serious issue. Mm -hmm. And the school is kind of ablaze with this real worry. Hermione included. Their sister is distraught for various reasons. Right. And... I don't think they're handling... This is one time I'll agree with Percy. It's like, guys, this is a serious issue. Like, there's a problem here. And our sister can't... Like, is having issues, clearly. You're not making it better. You're making it substantially worse. Uh, it. I don't know that this is the time or the place for them to be doing what they're doing. Just my two cents. See, I could see that. But I could also see it as they recognize that everyone else is distraught and tense and stressed and scared. And they are the people who can bring levity to people's lives, especially Harry's, because he's getting attacked left and right. So if Harry's like, yeah, I know it's ridiculous that you think that anyone thinks that I'm the heir of Slytherin, then it could be a way to like... To be like, okay, Harry, yeah, we understand. Probably, We're on your side. I think their that's their intention. Is. Yeah, I, and, I, and that I, think, I don't doubt. But it's just like, like I could see your, I could see your point. But like, I, read I, the room a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> like there's. I just think it's kind of funny, like it, that Harry at least he finds it funny, so it's not like the end of the world. Well, he but gets, of course it is. Yes, he gets Jenny. the joke, but right. to others, there's no joke to be had. Well, a noise Malfoy. <laughs> um. But yeah, anyway. Um, so I don't know. That was just one of the times that I think that Fred and George were just, eh. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. I, again, I'm probably the only one on that side of the argument, so I'll <laughs> take the hits on that. That's um, But you know what else was interesting was Hedwig makes her return. Yeah, she holds a grudge. Yeah. <laughs> um. No fury like a woman scorned, right? Exactly. Uh, Hedwig is... Woof. This is December. We're in December. I mean, she almost died after being locked up in a cage all summer. Well, that wasn't Harry's explicit fault. No, but it's still something. Now, he did annoying. almost forget her, like, Which once. Which would also be annoying. <laughs> and almost got her killed in the car. Uh-huh. Those two things were his fault. But still, like... Uh, what, well, probably months? as an owl, you recognize don't go near the Whomping Willow. And here's these stupid humans that go straight into the Whomping Willow. <laughs> well, it's just like, still though, that's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time. But she brings a gift of a toothpick. Merry Christmas, Harry. Which, again, makes me wonder, 
how because the Dursleys don't remember his birthday probably or maybe they do because of the circumstances of his birthday just purposely ignore it yeah but it's just like you know they don't want him to send them anything <laughs> even if they do remember they don't really want to send him anything so it's I've... literally Hedwig flying there and just like literally claws on door or window just like I could tapping. see that or I could see like Dumbledore sends home letters being like you know make sure to remember your student and Dumbledore wouldn't do that. McGonagall might. But, I mean, how much fun does Dumbledore have with irritating them? We saw that in book one with sending the letters in every way, shape, and form and just, like, harassing them with it. So it could be fun for Dumbledore to harass them. Like, send your, your you know, adopted son something. Wow. So send I just him thought a of, toothpick. I just thought of something that was really, really dark. That I kind of want to get to. It's a spoiler. It's oh, a spoiler. Okay. It's a spoiler. You say I'm, dark, my ears pick up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write it down. <laughs> While you're doing that, you know, everyone's leaving the castle because they don't want to die. Um, but Crab and Goyle and Malfoy are still around, and we don't really see too much of Crab and Goyle. But now they are the main focus because they are just stuffing their faces and Hermione has the best plan in the world to fill a cake for both of them with a sleeping drought um, and then their sleeping draft or whatever and then they can pass out, we can steal their hairs and then they won't accidentally like come in and interrupt us when we're in, you know, in polyjuice potion mode. Um, which of course the boys are like, this is never going to work. And Hermione's like, oh, ye of little faith. And it works perfectly. The whole thing doesn't exactly work perfectly. Her part of it does. Does it? Up until like taking the poly <laughs> then it <laughs> okay. works. But after that, no. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but, uh, her, shout out to Hermione because it, she should darn near be the potions master because she's doing the polyjuice potion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then she's just on her downtime, quickly getting a sleeping drought together that yeah. won't like kill them. Yeah. And it's just so quick and easy. And then she apparently has baking skills because she somehow fills the cakes with the potion. I mean, she could have just taken two cakes from the table and like injected it into the cake, but how? They're like syringes. <laughs> Dan has never watched a baking show. If he no, no, did, no, 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 no. he would know no, these no, no. things. No, no, no. It's not about baking. <laughs> yes, it is. No. Yes. It isn't. Because it's like, where are you going to get that stuff? The syringe? Yeah. She going to break into Madame Pomfrey's room? Maybe she, she broke into Does Snape's... Pomfrey even use those? She, she broke she into break Snape's into the office? Kitchens? Like, where, where is she going to get this stuff? I don't know. Hermione has her ways. It's not about baking. <laughs> For those that, uh, there's... The fact still remains, you've never seen a baking show. And there are ways you can fill these little syringes and you can squirt it into the pastry and then it's on the inside. So it is doable. For those that follow our Instagram, sometimes Anna will put on uh, things that she makes. Which always looks so delicious. From the Harry Potter uh, cookbook. And uh, now we both have access to the, the Instagram. So one of our mutual friends... Decided to message us and just be like, hey, uh, is Dan baking right now? <laughs> and then Anna got into this long conversation of, are you kidding? Dan doesn't bake. And for the for, for the record, I have baked before. It's you not that I cookies. It's not that I cannot bake. <laughs> I might not bake well, but I can bake. Thank you very much. Anyway, side tangent. <laughs> 
Anywho. Uh, but yes, uh, I've had some of Anna's rock cakes. They are quite delicious. <laughs> Anywho. Um, yeah, so there is that plan. Uh, she does get somehow the, the draft, the drought into the cakes. Uh, we will leave that to the <laughs> mysteries of Hermione. Um, but, but uh, yeah. The potion is ready. And I just love how adding the hair to the Polyjuice Potion changes the color, it changes the taste, and it's specific to the human being and their personality and their qualities and their character, which just makes me wonder, like, if you were to try to taste your own, would you even be able to taste it? Would it just taste like nothing to you because you're you? Or would it just taste automatically good? Yeah, like, which would... I think it would taste like nothing because it's like you can't really necessarily... Would the potion even work at all? Well, you'd still be you. Right. That's what I'm saying. Would it have any effect whatsoever? Probably not. But just would you be able to taste it? I don't know. I think it'd just be interesting to see, like, what color yours becomes and, you know, what does it smell like or taste like? And can it change? Like, if you change as a person, can your polyjuice potion change? So many thoughts. <laughs> she has a whole spoiler conversation ready to go. On I, do, I do. I do. I do. I do. Um, I do like how when they change, uh, another, uh, Ron is just, again, great. We had a couple of great Ron quotes from the last chapter. And when he sees Harry for the first time and they're <laughs> discussing and Harry's like thinking about something, Ron just utters, wow, it's really weird to see Goyle think. Right. Uh, great, awesome line. And then Harry looked puzzled like a couple minutes later and Ron was like, that looks more like Goyle. It's like just great Ron humor out of nowhere. But also interesting like that, I mean, they've obviously paid enough attention to Crabbe and Goyle to recognize like this is how they like walk or what they talk or, or like, you know, phrases and stuff, which would be really hard to do because I mean, like you have to become that person. To be fair now. And people have very distinctive like character traits and stuff. To be fair, though, with them being as thick as they are, um, it seems like it's a fairly easy time. Just yeah, it's act. an easy person to like impersonate. Yeah, but I mean, act like, a little clueless, and you're probably fine. Yeah, but like as they're walking, they're like, no, he doesn't swing his arms like that. It's more stiff, like like this. Oh, yeah, like that, and and like just little things like that. Or, like you'd have to pay so clearly close they've attention missed their calling in magical theater. <laughs> Where's the drama club at all? <laughs> Can they hire me? Because I'd be all for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So. Uh, they somehow find their way to the Slytherin common room, which... Which is super cool. It is kind of cool. sneak into another common room. It's kind of cool. I mean, they run into to, to Percy in the hallways, which is an awkward thing, especially mm-hmm. for Ron. Mm-hmm. And then Draco actually bails them out. Right. And then they follow Draco, who finds this... It, like to me reading it it's just a slab of wall yeah it's just wall it's just down in the dungeons yep. and just you'd have to know where it is and Draco says the password which is like the dumbest slytherin password ever <laughs> you're telling me no one can figure that one out pure, pure blood, blood really well, like you just said no one knows that it's this stretch of wall could be any stretch of wall yeah, but you could follow a Slytherin, like, in the general area. Well, he also said it was a new password. 
So again, it's not like how often do we? It doesn't take like some. I'm sure there are lots of other racist type <laughs> passwords that they have used. Probably use the whole like mudblood to probably. like. <laughs> but I don't sorry know. for the language. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to censor this. Um, <laughs> no, but it, it. I don't know. The, the password thing bugged me, but uh, the Slytherin common room is kind of cool. Yeah. Like, uh, once you get past the whole going down into the dungeons thing, mm-hmm. like, once you're in the specific common room, I think it can be a cool vibe. I think people get caught up in the Gryffindor common room because we spend so much time there. Well, because it's so cozy and in the towers and whatever, but... Um, and people get even caught up, even though we spend little to zero time, I don't think we spend any time there, the Hufflepuff common room always gets the... Um, connotation of it's cozy, like it's defining right. characteristic right. is it's a homey vibe. Yeah, and then you know Ravenclaw's up, and it gets more of an airy type of vibe. Right, open and which well, is kind of interesting because library Gryffindor's in a tower too. Ravenclaw's is in a tower, so as there's more airy versus you know Gryffindor's, it's brighter. Yeah, and lighter colors versus yeah, like the that. deeper reds of the Gryffindor's that maybe like. That yeah, take color... a, a deeper, darker tone to it. Yeah, but the um, Slytherin's common room seems to have like the creepy kind of green light kind of factor. Um, but Malfoy has something to show them. He's got that um, Daily Prophet article mm-hmm. about poor Arthur Weasley, which is also the first mention of Azkaban. Um, yeah, the Wizard Prison, but they say. Uh, Arthur got a big fine and Lucius is trying to get him to resign. Uh, granted, he um, also just raided the Malfoy Manor, which I'm sure, you know, continues to put them at odds, the two of them. Right. Um, so it's a Weasley-Malfoy kind of back and forth. But uh, anyway, the point of the conversation was... Um, Malfoy isn't the heir of Slytherin. What a shocker. Yeah. Um, Definitely a shocker for Ron and Harry. They're like, we just wasted all this time. Although, of course, Ron's like, well, it's not a complete waste. It's not a complete waste, but also Draco kind of gives us a little bit more information of like, yeah... Dad has Dad, talked about Dad it. Dad knows a lot more than he's telling me about he it. He said how, I think this is where the Azkaban came in. He said how the person who opened the chamber was probably still in Azkaban. Yeah. And then all he knows is someone died last time. It was 50 years ago. Yeah. And Which is pre-Lucius. It. Right. So, I, Draco does drop some information. Right. Uh, not exactly what they were targeting, but still information that you can use and kind of puzzle piece things together. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Ron said, like, oh, I gotta tell Dad to check, check the chamber. Check the ch- uh, the chamber at Malfoy Manor. Um, the drawing room or yeah. something, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's not a complete waste of time. Um, and then they, <laughs> the potion's starting to wear off, so they have to bolt out of there, find their way back to uh, Myrtle's bathroom, where Hermione is still barricaded in the stall. Because she's become a cat, a human cat. She found a hair on (laughs) Millicent Bolstrode during the dueling club um, and thought it was 
Bulstrode's hair. Which makes me wonder how short her hair is then. Or, I mean, because cat hair is not necessarily very long. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe she has like a pixie cut or something. I think Curb Miney in the whole tussle just got a little, because uh, I mean, Millicent had her in like a headlock at one yeah. point. So I think she got a little flustered and just was like, I'm counting this. Which is a shame. <laughs> like, if she had been in a headlock, she could have grabbed a strand of her hair. Yeah, and, just and pull it. some hair. Yeah. I guess, I don't know, she wasn't thinking about that. No, she's more worried about being in the headlock. This <laughs> is a shame it doesn't work. Like, it's a good thing that it doesn't work like that, but it would be interesting. I mean, like, we've seen McGonagall become a cat, so it'd be interesting if that was another way you could become a cat, but, like, a temporary cat, not a full-time cat. I just want to be a cat. <laughs> Gotta work your butt off <laughs> to have the skills of McGonagall. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's go ahead and stop right there, and then we'll get into your wonderful Polyjuice Potion. Um, thoughts. Thoughts. So many spoiler. Thoughts. Yes. And I have a what-if question for you, so we'll get right to it. We'll be back in a second. Amazing! This is just like magic! All right, we are back from Lockhart's wonderful break, and I wanted to kind of kick it off with the the dark thought you kind of put into my head um, (laughs) when you said that Dumbledore just wanted to um, torture the the Dursleys a little bit, kind of... um, Oh, with a toothpick? Yeah. Well, just set them off a little bit so they can, like... Uh, send an send actual yeah. present. <laughs> and, if you call a toothpick a present. And you saying that Dumbledore wants to harass muggles just made me think of, like, oh, man, that's super dark. It could be, like, his dad. Like, a dad trait that comes oh. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just because of the Dursleys. I know, I know what she, I know what you thought, but I'm thinking like, well, if that is, if he has any semblance of that line of thinking, that's his dad coming out in him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, the amusement of it, I guess. Isn't that a dark thought of like? It is a dark thought. Because I'm so proud of you. Look at you having a dark thought. <laughs> Usually, I'm the one with all the dark thoughts. I love it. I can be morbid, <laughs> but and that that is morbid because his dad went to prison for that um but anyway um and i mean it was like a justified thing and this is also a justified thing because the tursleys are child abusers fair enough (laughs) uh moving on um you had a what if question i had a what if question also about dumbledore okay so that conversation that happens in dumbledore's office where dumbledore essentially says like i i don't believe you're doing this yeah. And Just tell me, talk to me if there's anything you tell want to me, say. Tell me, is there anything you want to tell me? Mm-hmm. Which clearly at this point, him and Snape have had a conversation of like, hey, by the way, this happened. Um, yeah, Dumbledore doesn't ask questions like that, but. No, he, he it was a very pointed question where he already <laughs> knows the answer to. Yeah. He doesn't have to use the gentleman's. He doesn't have to like peer into Harry's soul. He knows the answer. And. Harry says, nope, (laughs) I got nothing. Which is such a teenager thing to do. But he does it after like this clear pause of thinking of all the things that he has to tell Dumbledore. Like three minutes of just silence. Some of it's relevant and some of it is clearly not. Mm -hmm. But clearly he has this pause where he's like, could tell him this, could tell him that. Nope. Um, And then it just drops. Mm -hmm. And I would love to 
you know, obviously carry that conversation on and be like, what's Dumbledore's response? Just like, okay, leave. <laughs> well, like, I don't know what the response is. But anyway, my what if question to you. Yes. Um, similarly to the question that Anna had before of like, what happened if Harry told the room of Snape, Dumbledore, McGonagall, and I guess Lockhart of, oh, by the way, I'm hearing voices that no one else can hear. You mean, what if men were vulnerable with their thoughts and emotions? Essentially is what you're asking? No, I'm not asking anything of the sort. I'm asking. <laughs> Harry won't do that because it's like an awkward, like, oh. No, he thinks he's crazy or he thinks he's either crazy or he thinks that if it's only a bad men omen. would communicate. Because women never have communication. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so the question is, what if Harry... What if Harry had said, yeah, by the way, there's something I should probably let you in on. Yeah. What happens? I'm throwing this at her like completely blind right now. Yeah, so you gotta... Except for the... It's thing. on literally my notes. Yeah, you. but like... <laughs> whatever. Um, okay, so I would say... Dumbledore right now knows that Harry can talk to snakes. So... If he's like, oh, I've been hearing these voices, it's really weird, he'd probably start looking into what kind of snake creatures there could potentially be that would be dark and damaging. And I feel like Dumbledore would know fairly quickly about a basilisk. Here's what I think. I think it could go one of two ways. I don't think he would tell him about, like, why he can talk to snakes. I think that's information for another day. That's fair. But I, I think it can go one of two ways. Is Dumbledore hears this information from Harry. Mm-hmm. And uh, he could either take the route of ignoring him directly and watching him from a distance. Like keeping an eye on him from a distance. Like how he does in book five, kind of? Like how he does in book five, which is an example of why Dumbledore would still entertain that thought. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's what he does with Riddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're in spoilers. It's what he does with Riddle when this whole thing happens, uh, or when he even meets Riddle for the first time. Right. And Riddle Keeps lets that slip. Far. He lets that detail slip, mm-hmm. and Dumbledore is now like, problem. <laughs> and now he treats him sort of like a cautious problem at arm's length. Well, I mean, to be fair, Riddle also had the mentality of, like, I don't want any friends. I don't want anyone trying to take care of me. I'm an independent person. There were a lot of other issues. But yeah. but let's be real. Harry's coming from a terrible home life. Mm-hmm. He could have... Him and Voldy have a lot in common yeah, in a Tom, lot of different like ways. Tom says later at the end of the book, you know, we are very, very similar. similar. We even look similar to each other. So it, Dumbledore could fall into <laughs> old habits... And treat Harry the same way he treated Riddle back then. Mm-hmm. Or do you think Dumbledore could have learned from that mistake of being like, I got to do this differently than I did before? I think he might recognize that he should do it differently, but I think old habits die hard. Just like with what you said in book five. Right. Is something crops up and I think he falls into old habits of right. like, whoa, back off. Right. I need to... Keep this kid and maybe his thought would be like, okay, I don't want to terrify this, what is he, 12 years old? Like this 12-year-old with the idea that like, okay, you're talking to snakes because of this, and that means there's this massive snake in the school who are attacking people, and we need to now evacuate the building because now we know what the danger is, and like, 
don't know if people are going to blame you for that. We have to move to e-learning. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, oh, it'd be the worst. <laughs> it's just flu powder faces in your bunch of chimneys. Oh, God. That would be so bad. Anyway. Um, no, but it's an interesting question because that would matter. Yeah. Dumbledore's reaction to Harry telling the truth there matters. Well, yeah. I mean, if Dumbledore freaks out on him or anything, then Harry's never going to want to talk to him ever again. And, but but if the truth is what we think it is, where Dumbledore knows the answer to his own question at mm-hmm. this point. He's had Snape kind of tell him what's going on. So, essentially, Dumbledore, you'd hope, is just going to treat him as his for the rest of at least this book and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just an interesting dynamic between I would think the the more what if question would be like would Dumbledore close the school? Because I mean if he No. gets a sense of like okay there's a massive snake and that's that's what it is. I mean I could understand keeping Harry around to try to listen for the snake, but otherwise like, I mean, would the board of educators be like, you need to close Hogwarts, you need to find the snake and I love that Hogwarts it. has a board of governors. I know. Like, I never really considered that until they mentioned it at some point. I'm yeah. like, huh. There always has to be a Who else board. is on that board of governors <laughs> other than Lucius? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Um, no, it, it that's a valid um, point. I don't think he would close the school... Because I think it would terrify everyone to be like, Hogwarts, of all places, has closed Not only that, but part of me thinks it's his vanity and his his arrogance Mm -hmm. to be like, I'm Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. I got this. Like, I can't be scared out of my own school by the the memory of Tom Riddle. Not not even scared, but just like, I can handle this. I can fix this. Mm -hmm. And I am supposed to be the thing that wards off all evil. Yeah. And I could almost... see him as like being locking them in their common rooms, and then taking Harry around and be like, "Okay, do you hear anything? Do you there hear anything? You are hear better anything? ways to deal with this than what he's doing." Yeah, I mean, the first years are like grouped together mm-hmm. and roaming the hallways together, which which just imagine if any of them got attacked, it'd be like we're wiping out five or six at a time. Right. I mean, because we know what the threat is. Right. That's a bad idea because right. five for them it's like good logic but no, yeah it, it's great logic if yeah. there's like some individual causing this mm-hmm. groups would tend to ward that away numbers. yeah yeah this particular threat that no one is aware of yeah that doesn't matter then it's just a, a group of five people but yeah. um anyway i thought it, it's at least a thought of doing something versus and, and maybe Dumbledore already has an idea of what it is and knows that that's pointless. But <laughs> either way, anyway, I I'm will rambling. say, since we're talking about Dumbledore, I love how he drops the information about phoenixes. And he says how they carry immensely heavy loads, their tears have healing powers, and they make highly faithful pets. And there's an emphasis on faithful. Which, of course, all three things he uses later on when they're in the chamber. Like, that's, that's why Harry's able to survive. Mm-hmm. And do I think that Voldemort, or not Voldemort, Dumbledore, like, knows that he's, like, giving him this right now? No. But it is interesting how Dumbledore always seems to drop nuggets of knowledge that then are very relevant later on. He's just good like that. He's, he's a teacher without being a teacher. Yeah. Like, he's like, this isn't a lesson, per se, 
But while you're here, here's, yeah, have some, knowledge. Here, here's some Because facts. clearly he didn't know what a phoenix was, and now needs to be taught that. <laughs> uh, I think you posted on our Twitter something about how, like, classes that need to be taught at Hogwarts. Yeah, I feel like there should be just a regular magical creatures kind of thing. Because, sure, you're not going to run into every single creature ever, and maybe not necessarily need to care for them. But you should have some knowledge of, like... What they are, not necessarily yeah. how to care for them. Yeah, just like this is out there and you might, because I mean, like we get some creatures with Lupin and Defense Against the Dark Arts, but that's because they're dark creatures. I mean, a gnome isn't necessarily a dark creature, but it's still a magical creature. Molly wants to have one as a pet. I know. So <laughs> let's find out some more about that. Um, really quick, mm-hmm. I just have to point out another great Ron line of when uh, Hermione's telling him about the, the plan to get crab and goyle Mm. and go from there and he goes have you ever heard a plan that can go wrong in so many ways to harry and i'm reading that line having read the series and i'm just like ron (laughs) bro you don't even know (laughs) like you'll utter you'll have that thought so many times and you'll like this plan probably went the smoothest out of any of the ones that you're weary of yeah for the most part (laughs) minus Hermione being a cat yeah that's it worked worked pretty well all right, all right. It is time. No more delaying. <laughs> no more delaying. Um, I get to talk about polyjuice potion. Elizabeth has a polyjuice potion. A uh, little fun discussion. Here. Yeah, I get to be a Ravenclaw again with my my thoughts. For on those that things. are Netflix fans, you um, might recognize the reference. Yes. Okay. So polyjuice potion. I think the first time we read this and we see it from young kids' perspectives, it's like, okay, this is good for our plot to find out more information and not like, like trick Malfoy or whatever. But Polyjuice Potion seems so dark. Like there are so many dark implications of it. And reading it this time reminded me of the Netflix show Black Mirror, which if you're not familiar with the show, it's pretty much, it takes technology, some of which already exists. Some could very soon exist. It's like near future. And it shows how it can be used in a positive way, but then how it can also be twisted into a really, really dark place. And I feel like Polyjuice Potion would be a whole dark Black Mirror episode. Like, there are some pros to it, certainly, but you could also use it in really, really dark, dark ways, um, which makes me wonder why the Ministry doesn't have more, like, control of it, I guess. Or uh, it seems like it should be an unforgivable potion, the same way there are unforgivable curses. That's an that's a <coughs> interesting idea. Of the unforgivable potion type thing. Because, um, like, why would you need to use it? Like, why would a no- normal person need Polyjuice Potion unless it's, like, either stealth or something dark, you know? And I was trying to think of different, like, positive ways. And I'm like, okay, well, on the one hand, it could be really nice to widen people's perspective. Because if you have someone who is very racist or sexist or any other type of bigotry, you could have them literally fill somebody's shoes and live an hour in their life and see what they go through and and see what kind of harassment they get. And maybe that would help open their perspective and they could become a better person. And that could be really, really great. And then I was trying to think of other ways. I was like, okay, well maybe if like, let's say you're someone who has a disease and being able to feel that those symptoms, like while being that person 
if you're like a doctor or a scientist, like maybe that would help them better understand their patients, which could help them better find cures or, or like understand where this pain is or what exactly it feels like. Or even with like mental disorders or anxiety, like, I mean, if there's someone who literally like cannot, maybe because of depression or OCD or whatever, like they can't find themselves doing things if someone else were to become them and do them for them until they feel better like for example if like going clothing shopping just fills you with so much anxiety that you just like cannot do it have someone be your body go clothes shopping for you and then like it still gets done and you still have that task done and maybe that helps you with like your depression or whatever so there are like positive things to it but I feel like the dark consequences the negative scary things that people can do with it kind of really outweigh the pros which is why I feel like the ministry should have more control over the use of it and I don't know if that's like like maybe if you see someone buying all the ingredients that go into the potion then there's like red flags or something that's hard though it's really hard. hard it'd be really hard to do but it's just like you could have you know people like I mean, you see like stalkers and stuff like you could have someone go after an ex or someone they've never even talked to and just like try to steal their hair so that they could become that person and ruin somebody's life or it, or like other than that sex, sexual harassment or like even assault kind of a thing. You could have identity theft, which we know, of course, Moody does go through, but you could also like completely financially ruin a person if you're taking credit cards out in that person's name or going to the bank and like you know, draining their bank account or whatever the case may be, or just any type of revenge. Like you could go and be somebody else at work and, and just, you know, mouth off to their boss or something. Um, they can undermine the law the way Barty Crouch Jr. does. And I mean, also just because it's the magical world, like if you caught yourself, if you caught someone being you, Maybe you think it's like a time travel thing and maybe you then accidentally kill them or they kill you and they take over your life. Or you could even have like someone steal the hair from a dead person and then they be that person, you know, for years if if they needed to. I mean, I don't know if like you'd be able to age if it's hair from the dead or not. I guess that'd be a whole different tangent. But it just seems like there's so many dark ways that the ministry should do a better job of um, watching it. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Um, and obviously, they find the book with this potion in it in the restricted section for right. a reason. But I mean, the sixth and seventh years, they can go into there without having to get special permission. Sure, um, you're thinking those are more mature students who would hopefully try to use those for, I guess better purposes right um, i mean i guess it seems almost aligned with like the books teaching you how to create a horcrux like of course obviously that's breaking your own soul and stuff but you could completely ruin someone else's life with the polyjuice potion i, I do want to say that there there are procedures in place for identity theft because polyjuice potion is the only way to switch your right. your form you could do you can transfigure yourself. Tonks can shape shift a little bit. And there are the different like spells against it. Like when they go into Gringotts and there's a waterfall that washes away all disguises. Like there's there are that, things that can fight it. They, I, Gringotts also requires 
wand right. to prove who you are. So you right. also have to steal that person's wand, which is trickier to do. But assuming like just normal, regular person, like if you're talking to a friend, like you don't know, I could be somebody else right now. Someone could have stolen my hair. I do shed Just because you look like someone doesn't make you that person. So you still have right. personality traits. Right. You still have knowledge that right. that person would have that you don't. Which like, which, like, if you have a stalker, I mean, like, they could have been watching you long enough to sure. know you. or Sure. The, the idea of it becoming, like, an unforgivable potion is an interesting idea. Um, I would say, like, maybe if not unforgivable, then, like, it needs to be ministry approved kind of a thing. Like a time turner? Yeah. Like, you need to specifically register every yeah, time Yeah, and maybe, like, maybe it's, you know, if it's... I could see the government working around it and being like, okay, you need to become this person because of security things and you can't let them know. But if it was just, like, like if I wanted to become Anna or something, or she wanted to become me... Maybe if it was like we sit down, we have a contract. You are a witness. I'm giving her my hair, and like I know why she wants to be me, or vice versa. Here's the problem with that, though. Is the problem with that is those people that do that are doing it for probably the right reasons, right? Versus the people that aren't trying to do this for the right reasons are not going to try to do any of that. And it seems as though if and I'm sure there would be a black market for the polyjuice potion, but then it doesn't even have to be a second year can do this well at school a smart second year <laughs> regardless a second year can do it it's possible so right. therefore it doesn't seem that difficult for a uh, adult wizard with unless it's like harder resources. to just get the ingredients shouldn't be like maybe, most of those are common Hermione well they said mentions- most of them except the two which maybe Snape gets like special privileges because he's a potions master and he teaches. Well, they're also it. probably used in other things. Yeah. But maybe higher level, more advanced potion classes, mm-hmm. and that's fine. But I assume you can go get those ingredients at a potions place. Anyway, we went down a huge rabbit hole there, but I, I do think your point about the polyjuice potion being a definite, potentially very dark thing Mm -hmm. is is a very real Mm -hmm. uh a real real thought um and i mean the the pros seem like it would be really great too i mean there's certainly enough closed-minded people who could benefit from living somebody else's life for an hour or two but yeah just the dark just just dark side of it just seems i mean just like you said uh you know technology and developments in magic i'm sure are the same as you know science you Mm -hmm. You create something for one thing, and then people will always twist it and bring it back to something else. Yeah. So they'll always, and that's, you know, with a lot of things. Yeah. But anyway. The to only, end it on a fun note. Yeah. Percy was making out with Penny down in the dungeon. We don't know that. Oh, they totally were. We don't know You that. know they totally were. I, because Penny walked away first, and then, like, they waited a few minutes, and then Percy came out from the same area. They were totally making up. I'm not saying you're wrong. Because I'm right. I'm just saying that I think the idea of him trying to go out and stop this whole muggle-born killer thing is a very plausible idea. (laughs) Uh, There was only, I think, one other thing that I had, and that was the Malfoy secret chamber, which Harry gets an up-close view at some point in the future. 
Mm-hmm. And then I guess my another one with Malfoy would be, we know the chamber was 50 years ago, someone died, and that is Moaning Myrtle. Spoilers, people! <laughs> That's why you've listened through. Uh, hopefully you're with us uh, to the end of this one through all of the polyjuice potion <laughs> rabbit hole discussion that we had. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Rabbit holes are fun. Let so. us know on Twitter and Instagram what your kind of thoughts and beliefs are on all of it. And we will see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to Hogwarts, a podcast. If you like what you've heard, please click the subscribe button on your preferred podcasting app and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hogwarts Pod.